impression the game will get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth the goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth the goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Nimrick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Has there been a bit of confusion and lack of clarity with the messages that we're kind of receiving from the government and then the messages are received from the GA? Like, I don't envy John Horn in the slightest. I think they've done an excellent job. But I'll come to you first, Pat. Like, has it been clear? Because I know Jack Chambers and John Horn contradicted each other and what they said about the appetite to come back. Has that been disheartening for players? Yeah, I suppose that's, look, it's to my point earlier, the communication or the clarity is all you want as as anybody, as a player, supporter, anybody, you just want to be the clarity. And I suppose, again, this week was an example where you, the, the government coming out saying, look, that Jay is no longer considered elite. Then you have Jack Chambers with his message about, well, it didn't feel like John Horan and the Jay were that really pushed about going back. And I was just listening to Alan Milton earlier and he said, look, it, it wasn't that case. Like, it, so it kind of depends who you ask. But there certainly seems to be a lack of, okay, guys, what are we going to do? Let's get the one message out there and let's both agree on that message before it goes out. Because a lot of the time it's putting the horse before or the cart before the horse with these messages. It goes out and then the two the two areas that are being affected are seem to have clashes with what's going out. Um, so it's that's an issue because look, once I think everyone agrees. Or everyone would say that whether a message is bad or a message is good, as long as it's a clear message, you can get behind it. Like the Brexit negotiations or the teachers' unions talking about going back to school with the government and so on. If you have a meeting or a series of meetings and negotiations and you take one thing from it, perspective, and the other side takes a different one, that and then you release something that's why Norma Foley and all them found it so difficult. One was saying one thing and somebody else saying, Oh, hold on a second, and they said the opposite, and then it caused consternation and there was everyone was given out then. Whereas you see the Brexit, the you know, the Northern Ireland Protocol there last week and uh the European side and Michael Gove, they actually, the most important thing at the end of all of that is they agree the wording of whatever press release is given after those meetings and it's crystal clear for both sides and both side, negotiating sides are satisfied with what's said. What you're saying there, Pat, is exactly the opposite. The GA took one, Jack Chambers and his side took one impression of the GA and the, and the lads took another. You know, that's what annoyed me. When I, when I heard that the GA didn't show any much appetite to go back, they weren't too pushed. I was annoyed. That was my initial reaction at that. You know, um, everything is like there's only so much running and lifting of weights and yoga classes and Pilates and, and doing stuff online that you can get away with it. Like, I think now at this stage, it's just starting to, to grind grinding people a small bit and there's no yeah there's there's sick of like how many more times can you kind of get a six-week plan of okay this is what we're doing guys and look at the end of the day it's it's no one's fault it's no i'm not but i just said a bit of clarity is all people want got we got that fixture list at the end of december and it was obviously pushed back then in january and pushed back in in february but as players look we there's nothing going to be set in stone around these times 
are players happy to get the fixture lists and then play it by ear? And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out? Or would you rather there was a complete break and once we knew exactly when we can go back, then you go back? Uh, look, yeah, look, personally, I would prefer knowing. Um, that's just and that's just me. I prefer, okay, we're going back. There's, and Because I suppose, I, look, we're all there, we're all club players. We're all on these WhatsApp groups at the minute. We're all doing Zoom calls. And you have management's kind of given a plan and then they're having to roll back in a two weeks later. And so one group are saying, take a break. Another group are saying, here's another plan you can do. Like, it's going to probably lead to just kind of constant burnout of, we'll just keep going back in, back out, back in, back out. Like, everyone loves a plan. Yeah. You know, and they were ready to go back. And that announcement last week must have been just like a kick in the, you know, in the you-know-where, like, to, for in terms of your preparation. And I feel for, like, Mikey Kyle and Adrian O'Brien trying to, build the building blocks and the week by week plan you know uh for the for the s from an snc point of view you know i, I and the players must be just going like oh god Do you know they must be must as passage just burned out like mentally fatigued from it are we in are we out where are we going you know there's obviously the health risks involved in it but is is it kind of the blanket kind of suspension on ga too much could it be feasible to kind of allow teams go back in smaller numbers, like the 10 that was allowed, we'll say, back in June or whatever it was, or is it right to have a full suspension? I would say whatever Neffet says, I would defer to them. Ultimately, they're controlling a, a, pan, a pandemic, you know. Um, when, the, when the kids go back to school on Monday week, I don't know, however, you could have, I don't know, 20 plus in a class. Are they only going to, when they go back to school, are they going to be allowed exercise? If they are allowed exercise, are they going to be allowed train as, you know, like teams within a school, school teams? If they are, are they going to be in pods of 15? If schools, 17 and 18 year olds in school are allowed train in pods of 15, why can't clubs of the same age group train in pods of 15 as well? And if guys of those age groups, why can't younger and older, so adult teams train in pods of 15 at that stage? So that's a question for, again, the overriding most important thing here is life and health and these 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 things we're, we're talking about here now have to be taken in context of the overall pandemic but for the purposes of this discussion we you know we're, we're just having that we're just making these points like but the most important thing is the public health side of things yeah and like i don't know about anyone else but like matches are matches and it's it's what we train for to play matches but the number one thing that i miss and i missed well, I was injured last year, but I miss it whenever I, whenever you can't do it, is the ability to go to training and to chat to fellas and to obviously work hard at training. But that kind of whole social scene around training, meeting up to the lads, having a chat, obviously working hard, doing your work. But I like it's great for the soul getting out and doing a bit of training. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. Like, and that's the biggest loss. Like, grand, the games are very hard to manage at the minute, but the, the inability to meet up with lads in a kind of safe environment in a field and kind of I look. What, what's a safe environment but like do you get much safer to be out in the open um that's the part that i think what i miss and i think most people do miss yeah i i go along with that and we're, we're approaching a year nearly since this pandemic kind of started and we, we're all talking about health risks in, involved with coronavirus but mental health must be a huge factor for players that are, as you said the social outlet it might be their only social outlet to have training and matches is that something that the government's gonna have to take in consideration yeah um did the gpa say something last week about the number of members um applying for their um supports had gone way way up to, to the norm since the pandemic and certainly from uh, my gp practice in roxburgh the number of uh, 
people coming in with mental health problems is very, very high, and it's higher in younger people, way higher. So basically, anxiety, depression, worry, um, you know, insomnia, lots of these things. I seem to be saying the same things to all of them, and you can't. You can only try and help them. Like you can't ultimately solve it. You, you know, this. You can't take away the fact that there's a pandemic here. You can't take away the fact that they're not in school or they're not at work and they're not seeing their friends. Like I or nobody can fix that right now. Like, you know, we can only try and help them. Um, there was major, major problems with our mental health service in this country. Like there are, like, is there a, a um, 500 uh, consultant psychiatry vacancies in the country? And there are maybe hundreds, if not thousands of vacancy. There should be that amount of counselors and psychologists available to people. Um, there was a, a doctor, um, Harry Barry was on uh, tonight's show at Matt Cooper last night, and he was saying, and I agree with him, that if there was a, a full network of counselors and psycho psychologists or psychotherapists available to people in their hour of need or in the crisis point, um, then that would help so many people through so many difficult times. If they were available in every county or, you know, in every area, it would make, it would be money very, very, very well invested for this government and the state to do something like that. I wish they would do something like that. It would, it would very greatly help, you know. Fair play to the GPA for having stuff like that for their, yeah. for their members. It's probably one of the most important things that they do. And Pai, do you envisage a stage where the mental health is going to be kind of taken on par with the physical health when it comes to the, the positive and negatives of this virus and the lockdown, et cetera? Yeah, it's probably at that point, I would say now, because look, it's, it's, although we're coming back into spring and you can see there's just a pep in people's step around the place. Like, so there is that element, but I know it's not the same thing, but I can only equate it to when you get injured and you're you're just not able to do what you've been able to do for so long you're not able to go for that run you're not able to mix with people and there I, i've said it before like there is definitely an element of and it's, it's kind of a dirty word but there is an element of depression when you're injured and not in the group setting anymore like because very quick like sport is brilliant there's nothing better than sport but when you're not any used to a team environment anymore you're very quickly forgotten about it's not it's not for any reason it's just players move on that's life moves on teams move on and the same thing now it's the same it's it's a different element now because we don't have the option but it's the same kind of feeling you just don't have you're not within that team environment you're not getting your exercise well you are getting your exercise there's never been as many people out running roads and running things like that and doing exercise but there's there's that social element isolation yeah. and um and loneliness they're two key words i would put with that and going for a socially distant walk or a socially distant run with someone like it's the, the feeling you get after that versus not being able to do it is just incredible like so it's there imagine multiply that by 20 then of, of people that you can mix with you can see why people are missing out and please god we'll be back on the field very soon but yes there is going to be that health risk whenever the ga decides to go back is there a pressure on players that they do have to go back have you did you notice that at all last year i'll start with you Stephen, or is that is that an okay thing to no, say? No, I think that? they were yeah. just absolutely chomping to get back at that stage. You know, I mean, Pat alluded to it there earlier. The numbers at training were massive. I I, mean, I haven't seen that many at training in, in Croom for our hurling team in so long, in years. You know, everybody wanted to come back training. Everybody just wanted to be out. It was like spring lambs being let loose, you know. There was definitely an element of people, I'd say, Jack, earlier in the year, uh, last year, when John Horne made his comments about 
you know, the GA wouldn't be going back until there was enough social distancing was acceptable and all that. There was definitely people in a lot of clubs that said, there's no way I'm going home to my parents, to my grandparents and putting them at risk. But it's amazing then, like, when you got to, to it then, like, there was, I could count in probably one hand the amount of people that I knew for definite weren't playing for that very reason. So it, it's it's funny how the mind works at times. Like, so when it's, when it's more socially acceptable, and more when you're when it's not evident in front of you every day, and you see other people doing it, it, it you tend to forget very quickly. The mind works generally to do what, what you want it to do. Uh, so, like I, again, I don't I didn't see it as a big stumbling block last year for stopping people playing anyway. Look, that's on uh, playing games, and we don't know when that's going to be coming back. But another thing that came out recently was the thing about the elite sport, and that the GA is no longer essentially an elite sport. Is that a, is that a fair thing to say for our the elite players? Ah, look, the the top level GA players um, are elite. They they are. They're in in my in my opinion. I do think the word elite was the wrong word to use. Like professional might have been a better word because like League of Ireland players, um, and the statement kind of pitted League of Ireland against the GA. And a few county managers came out and started saying if well if League of Ireland is elite, then GA certainly inter county level is elite. But at, like Stephen said earlier. A lot of those League of Ireland players, like that's their profession. Like they get paid to play that game, so it's a bit different in that sense. Like J is so important to all of us, but like nobody's getting paid to play it, so it's a bit different in that sense. So I do think professional would have been a better word because look, there's haven't been involved in in intercounty setups and seen what they're doing since I've not been involved. There isn't a stone left unturned as regards what can be done um, as regards elite. So that, that word to me was wrong. Um, the comparison then with League of Ireland, look, inter-county teams and League of Ireland teams, they both train very hard. Um, it's just one team, one one set of people is getting paid and, and the other isn't. So I could see, and again, the League of Ireland is a much longer season. Like when it gets down to the crux of it, the, the GA inter-county league and championship can be played in a shorter time span so it is probably easier for the GA to hold off and not push it as strong uh, whereas League of Ireland is a longer season and you've got European qualification and things like that which is massive to, to clubs so again um, I do think elite was the wrong word to use there to be honest and Stephen what was the reaction that they lost to, just for that word again that are elite status I mean I was very thrown by the whole thing, like and I kind of alluded to it earlier on there, but um, apparently they had an exemption to play um, uh, from October to December. Uh, were they RGA players elite or not? I, that's kind of comes, that kind of, you'd almost think, refers to how fit, how, you know, committed, how dedicated, how often they train elite, top level, you know, top of their field. You know what is elite like? I mean, for the purposes of being able to play in a pandemic, it 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 wasn't the right word. So I'd agree with Pad there. Footballers can be compared with, would say, probably the likes of the elite from hurlers or something like that. Or are they a different level than altogether? Well, what, it depends what parameters you're going by. Are you talking by the say if the elite from hurlers train um seven seven times a week, the Dublin hurlers train seven times a week. Supposing the elite from or the Dublin footballers. Supposing the Dublin hurlers had a fitness guy and they trained and they got their, whatever their fitness parameters were up to a certain level, they got their strength parameters up to a certain level, the same as the Dublin footballers in terms of fitness. Does that make them elite? But even if they're in like the, the Larry Marr or, or whatever down lower, those divisions, like are, where does elite come into it? What, what's your different, what's one's definition of elite in terms of comparing Gaelic teams? 
But like again, it's um you're comparing apples and oranges as well. Like I mean, Jerry Kiernan, God rest him, was always talking about the intercounty players versus the Olympic athletes who don't get much support dependent on whatever grants they can get. And those guys might be training Jesus ten times a week. They have to, you know, beg and and scrounge for you know sponsorship or, or support or grant aid to enable them to train and compete internationally. So I think it's a bit difficult, and it's not maybe the best thing to 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 you know to uh, word and the way to compare teams. I think from a public health point of view, it could be how safe is it for these groups to go back? What is the risk? And uh, that is best determined by NIFET, I think. You know, and if the GA can prove that the GA players can follow all these guidelines and stipulations and regulations and take all the necessary precautions, and another group can too, then then that should, to me, if the NIFET and the GA's COVID committee are happy with that, then I'd say go with that. And and just on that, just we'll say we're, we'll say we'll go with that. They seem to be fairly adamant that it's going to be county first. Is that fair on the club players that will essentially have waited a full year for games? I think it should be uh, county players first. I definitely do because you have smaller numbers. Like you have, if it's if you go at club first, what about the underage club? I mean, you're talking tens of thousands. I don't know how many GA player members are there in the country club. There's an awful lot. Like that's the amount of people who'll be playing versus uh, intercounty players, which I think is a, a few thousand. Is it like four or five thousand intercounty players? Um, so that's much easier to control. Um, those environments have more professionals over them, more scrutiny. You know, more organised than you know than uh, you know tens and thousands of club players up and down the country. So that's why, for that reason, I would go with the county first. My outlook on it is it can be done, but I do I do think um, the GA and Croke Park and, and every county board, we have to be careful this year that we don't try and to fit every single thing in just because we feel we have to. Like I, I think that is where the club could lose out. So I agree with Stephen, it'd be very dangerous to lump all the club players, but the room will be there if and this is just my taking it like and as as important as the or the national leagues are like they are becoming an issue now for the ga because they need to try and get them played before the championship comes and i just think it would be very harsh on teams who work so hard to get to a certain level uh, in particular on the football side of things and i i would say in particular in limerick football circles at the minute if you're pigeonholing uh, a league season into three or four weeks just to get it done where if you had just given that time up to another thing, then you were spreading the year out and allowing for the club to comfortably play enough games that the club players will get games. And you're also giving the inter-county championship enough room to, to breed as well. So mm. I just think we have to be careful that we're not trying to, like, at the at reality is we've lost three months now already. Going in, we're going to be heading into March. There's going to be no games in March. April at best. And are you going to try and shove national leagues into that just to get it done? Um, I think that's a dangerous hole that we could fall down. And personally, I, I would be slow in, in running off a, count or an inter, uh, a national league just to say that that box has been ticked because I do think it's counterproductive in a lot of ways. When the GA said they were in no rush to go back, apart from being annoyed at that, the, the, the other thing that came straight into my head was, right, everything is going back a couple of months they're going to play the inter-county and the club is going to be squeezed and it's going to be rammed up until Christmas. When last year it was the other way around, 
the state and the availability of pitches in the depths of winter for club games wouldn't be as good for there'd be less county games to play at the back end of the year in higher quality stadiums in this county stadiums how are they going and that's why i was frustrated i was like oh god everything is going to be rammed like club championships will be probably rammed into you know three or four weeks um the the league's matches might be done away with although they could potentially play those while the intercounty is going on and um, the other point on pads particularly important the national league is for gaelic football county uh, teams in particular limerick for many teams and they'll all, they'll all say this is that uh, the league is often more important than the championship so a rushed league or a shortened league is you know you know it really takes the, the main bit of the season away and, and just from a, a club point of view, how how long or how, what's the latest you could start a club championship? Do you think I'll start with you, Pat, to have the, that room to breathe? Um, well, I, I, I think originally when the plan came out, it was July, kind of the All-Irelands were going to be played around then and then you were kind of straight into the club championship from then. So like looking at it from point of view of when players would like to play, I certainly think July, your head, August is probably the latest, I would say, club championship. Uh, and even that's a long way away, like, and that's championship. I would hope that if the championship is going to start by then and inter-county is up and running during the summer, then at, at the very least you could play your county league games and, and get the games. Because, look, going back to what I said originally, as a starting point, players just want to be able to go out and play just for now. Like The games are obviously what you're aiming for, but even if you get onto the pitches, in with whatever may or june and, and then you're, you're heading towards county league games then in june maybe and then you have championship games in august like something to look for hope is a big thing for players like you just want a bit of hope that you're going to get it but i would say if you're talking about championship for club and if you're trying to fit in everything like and they're talking about playing interprovincials in club again this year i know the cpa are very anxious to get those played having missed out on them last year like it's going to be very hard, even if you started in August, to fit those in. If there is going to be inter-county championship played on the other side of that as well, like so, it could have been played after Christmas, Pat. Was uh, interprovincial and all Ireland's could have been played after Christmas this Definitely. year. Jan- no, next year. So they let the inter-county, the club championships finish up before yeah. Christmas, and then play the provincials and all Ireland's after Christmas. Yeah, you could do it as a one-off. Yeah. Is that fair on players though that are involved in the latter stages of the intercounty season and the boots they literally have no time off? I know they probably never had time off, but they have a lot of time off at the minute. And they and they would have gotten um you know a month at least of doing nothing from uh you know December into January. So a good lot of time off now. Um a lot of them might be finished early in the year. It's for the certain few clubs that go players who would be winning an All-Ireland or getting to an All-Ireland final and doing likewise with their clubs. So there's a certain cohort. It's like sleep, uh, does Stephen, yeah. that you can't, you, can't, um, you can't gather it up. You can't sleep yeah. for 24 hours and then not sleep for, for 24 hours. Yeah, Sorry. that's true. Like, yeah. But like, I mean, if it's only a one-off. Yeah, if it's a one-off. You know, and also, last year, they would have their bodies would have recovered a lot because there was a lot of downtime for everybody, all GA players last year during the year. So bodies would rejuvenate there as well, you know, allowed to heal and re- rehab stuff or rehab, whatever needs to be rehabbed. Like, I mean, if you're getting to All-Ireland into finals and then your club are winning counties and going into provinces, you might be a long year, but aren't you glad to be playing in them or rather not playing in them? The GA should do every year going forward the, the club split season with county. 
I think that uh, county players would certainly love some downtime where they don't have to, they just literally can live a life. I think that, and just have it a little bit shortened. I think that would be better. And the second point I'd make for county players is a better games to training ratio. So it's, I think a lot of county players have said that the, as well. The third point is that last year they really enjoyed being able to focus on their clubs completely and then go back and focus on their county completely. I remember when I was playing back along, I'd hardly get to, I might get to play one league match a year, maybe two with the club for a number of years and only rocking on a, few, a couple of weeks before championship then like, you know, you don't get to properly blend in and be, because inter-county players are you, can usually be, would be the better players on your team and potentially the leaders and your club is kind of, you know, built around these players and younger players then would be, you know, looking up to them playing with their county and um, having those players in their clubs involved, possibly even coaching the underage teams was, uh, I'd say that was massive for clubs. And uh, they got a feel for it last year, and maybe the GA stumbled on the ideal template. I think they're right there, Stephen. I think like what what was there in place was not working, and it was reaching breaking point. And like no, like some good has come from it. I do think there's a chance to reset. And I'd say most people would say the split season, while it was rushed last year, is is the way to go. For and I know what you're saying. If you're an inter-county player, are you playing the whole year? I do think there's still gaps that can be given. Like even as a player, you don't want two or three months sometimes all you want is three three weeks to reset and to, to relax go away for a break get just enjoy put down the hurley put down the football for, for a while like you know definitely at the minimum would be a month players want off maybe even six weeks and then just leave it you know going back then that's what i would be think would be the sweet spot in terms of a break rest but in the just say we, we in the july all-ireland final inter-county final does that mean teams will be going back in the middle of the club season from the previous year, forget me, or could you put a ban on county teams coming back until January for that July All Ireland to give the players a break? Yeah, I, I'm not sure on that one. Um, depends how far. Like, I mean, supposing you got knocked out in, um, I don't know, early June, and if you weren't allowed back till January, that's six months of no inter county at all at all. And if your club has a short season as well, or if you're from a club that's, say, if you're playing inter county football, but you're from mainly a hurling club or vice the other way around. And you don't play much of the sport you're on the county team with for six months. Like, I mean, that's going to set people back and players won't like that. Well, like, I remember a couple of years ago, there was this thing where, depending on when you finished up your inter-county year, that that affected and or that told you when you were allowed to go back. So teams were knocked out early. They were back earlier than the team who got to the All-Ireland. And that, that, seemed to, that did seem to work. I know the law would look, there'll never be a perfect fit. But I do think a little bit of thinking outside the box of, OK, we're after to be knocked out in June in a normal season or May and these, these times. You, you're, you're able to go back training a month or two earlier than the team who will get to the All-Ireland. Like, and that I think by that stage, as Stephen said, like you've had your break. You don't like it's a bit silly to think that um, a team who gets the All-Ireland versus a team who gets knocked out early are back training the same at, around the same week. Like that just makes no sense if you ask any coach. Like, too early for the other like you know yeah. so you kind of have to have it was know, done before different... it was done done before and it could be due again certainly yeah yeah and look prepare for my ideal scenarios in 2021 but just from your own point of view i'll start with you stephen when would you like to see the season come back and what kind of format would you like to see and what's kind of feasible for this year um a couple of points you have to be guided by public health um so have to but i'd like the ga to liaise with them actively not reactively proactively 
like literally get to talk, asked to talk to, for advice from Neffet or their COVID committee talk to Neffet. Secondly, county teams need four to six weeks of a pre-season before they jump into league matches. So that can't be rushed, otherwise players will get injured. You could ruin a fella by that by if the GA don't give them that. If a guy does his cruciate because they or they shorten the preseason, then that's on the GA. That's not on the player. Okay, so that's they need to be mindful of that. So they have a responsibility, they have a duty of care for the players. I would like to I would thirdly, I would like to see give the leagues given a decent go. Um, not just rammed into three, two groups of four, three matches, and you're gone. You know, um, you know, over the course of four weeks, that's not a proper league. Um, and uh, finally, I this like I don't want the club championship squeezed and rammed into December county finals, where the pitches are crap. You know, it's miserable. You know, I know training in December, freezing and lashing rain, and the pitches sog and wet. A lot of clubs don't have floodlit or uh, all weather pitches. And they could be going into county finals. That's not the time when players want to play, unfortunately. And the last one then is the, the going back a little bit. Club leagues, uh, they should play those as soon as they can, you know, just to get lads playing in the summer, um, whenever that is, you know, July, August. If I'm sure we'll be back by then. Okay. What was the question? I was talking so long, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, how do you see the year playing out in 2021 just as we are now? Uh, how, I, how I see it versus how it will. How I see it is that I do think that the um, I do think that the, the inter-county will go back first, um, hopefully by the end of April and May. And then you're probably looking at the All-Ireland. I do think it's going to be runoff similar to what they wanted to run off by the when the fixture list came out it's just it's going to be uh concertina way like way way narrower which is my worry for for a team like like limerick that i was saying like you, you when you want to be exposed to more games uh higher level games so that'll be my worry that it's done and then that i do think that, that because they're so anxious to get the club season done properly this year um, with the interprovincials, I do think it will start around August with Championship and run all the way through. I do think the All Ireland will be finished club-wise before before Christmas because I, I, if I was sitting above in, in Croke Park, I want a clean slate going into twenty twenty two. Like even that brings up its own issues. I know I saw CPA people are Ken Hogan saying today about um, he's over St. Rhinos and Offaly and their Offaly County Final wasn't played last year which was a call of the GA at the time it wasn't a government call it was just I suppose on the back of celebrations and things so there are there are quite a number I think double figures of of um, County Finals to be played like even in Limerick here you've got the Junior Hurland semi-finals it's at that stage so that brings its own problems that needs to be played before you go on and talking about the club championships for 2021 so um, that's certainly why I think that Lim our Croke Park, John Horn, and the lads would would like whatever needs to be done in 2021 is finished by the 31st of December 2021 and start a start with a clean slate. Look, as regards club, I just want to get back in the pitch and start training again. If uh, if I never played a game, it wouldn't bother me too much at the minute. I just want to get out, uh, kicking ball around, hitting ball around, running around, and um, having a bit of crack that way. Now, up in 2021, that 20 or 2020, that 2021 will be the clean slate, but. Please, guys, an extra that would be the case. Just before we go, um, there was just talks there during the week about Amazon Prime potentially becoming a streaming partner with the GA. 
Um, just for like considering the rural broadband in Ireland, I know myself so it's a struggle. Is that something that's feasible for the J to, in, or is should they stick with to their guns at like strategic R and RT that ninth of the households have, Stephen? Is that a ploy, a negotiating ploy? Well, the wolf at the door is going to give us loads of money. Uh, therefore, Sky and uh, RT need to up their bids. Um, as you say, the broadband is a lot of people would would buy in Sky. Uh, and uh, they'd have it anyway, and they'd get their GA that way. But if something is streaming, streaming might be a bit further uh, out of reach for a, 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 a lot of a group of people, uh, particularly older people or people in rural areas where the broadband is, is bad. So I don't know. I just don't know. I'll, I'll hold judgment on that. Two things, I suppose. First of all, I think it's a very good thing that someone like Amazon are coming along and putting a bit of, if they are indeed coming along and putting a bit of pressure on on the GA to, or, and RT even to do a better deal because um, I do think there is massive scope for programs that could be done during the week off the back of the weekend GA matches. Like you see nearly one of the watch things in Sky is when uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher on a Monday night dissect what happened at the weekend. And there isn't nearly enough of that that's done Um for my liking. And I think if they're not going to do it on terrestrial television or you're not, your national broadcaster isn't going to do it, then I certainly think that streaming channels, it's wide open to take advantage of that there. Um, as regards the broadband, look, the broadband is what it is. That's not no more than the government starting out anything else. That's not being started. But the success of club games being streamed this year was a huge thing so i definitely think it's it's a possibility like i don't think people are as backwards or as lacking broadband as as we might think that they are like i do think it would it would be important that you're not taking away the possibility of some somebody watching a match because they don't have streaming but adding it as an add-on um would definitely be the way to go i think the more people in the market that are making that are pushing the standards like sky sports while there aren't a huge amount of people watching it ga on it i do think their punditry and their analysis is very good and it's probably putting pressure on rt and to, to up their game and as regards tg car i just think they're the stuff they do is outstanding like even the the bringing in of the replay camera with the box in the corner while the match is going on like I still don't understand why RT haven't jumped all over that. Yeah, the and amount like, of missed kickouts is shocking. Yeah. Like, absolutely like, ridiculous. I don't, I don't think you can trademark that. Like, so they surely see that it's a winning, <laughs> a winning formula, and uh, so I think it's a good thing. And it could be a way to get back that money that the GF lost this year as well, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. Look, um, these streaming channels are great, but you have to pay for them, don't you, ref? 